Welcome to Make and Decorate, a podcast for makers who love to sew, quilt, and decorate. everyone. Welcome to Make and Decorate with Stephanie Socha Design. I'm Stephanie Socha and I'm so happy to finally be able to get a podcast out there. You don't even know. I'm going to talk all about it in this episode, which is the introduction episode. So you guys can get to know me a little bit better and hear about what to look forward to in upcoming episodes of this brand new podcast. So let's get started. I'm so happy and excited to finally present my podcast and episode one. Um, I've been preparing and researching and and trying to get this podcast off the ground for the past four years. Yep, I bought a microphone four years ago, could have recorded something and published it back then, but still felt I wasn't ready. And I really don't know when you're going to feel like you're ready to do something that you've never done before. It's like buying this beautiful quilt fabric that you absolutely love and never wanting to cut into it. Wanting to save it for the perfect thing that you want to make it with and it eventually never ends up seeing light of day. So cut into your fabrics and for me, record that podcast. So here I am. Here we are. All right. Pep talk done. So moving on. I'm going to talk a little bit now about what you can expect to hear on episodes of Make and Decorate, and I'm going to bring it all the way back to basics. So starting with the next episode, I'm going to talk about sewing machines. This seems to be one of the most common topics that I see everywhere I go, whether it's in person to, you know, maybe some sewing get togethers, and even on social media, like topics and forums, like Facebook groups, everyone really needs some guidance and direction before they make an investment in a machine. And, but the thing with that is that one glove does not fit all. And that's why it's so hard and confusing for someone, especially who is just starting out, to decide what machine and what level of investment is right for them. So I will be talking about that on the next episode. I've got um, another episode. I'll be talking about my sewing machines, what my experiences are in using those machines, and what um, my criteria was uh, before I purchased those machines. Um, And then I will also be talking about sergers and cover stitch. I don't just do one type of sewing. I I do, I mean, I guess I have to do it all. So um, I don't know. Sometimes I wish I would just be a quilter or I wish I would just like to sew bags. But I... I just kind of, I can't, I I get bored, I guess. So I like to make bags. I like to make um, Roman shades and draperies for my house. And I also 
love to quilt. Quilting, I will say, though, since I have started quilting, what, like, um, I don't know, five years ago or so, uh, has been a constant. So I will always have quilting projects alongside other projects. Um, so like, you know, apparel really kind of comes and goes as I kind of feel in the mood to do it. But quilting is always there. My goal for this podcast is not only to be inspirational, but also educational. And reviews are something that I'm very interested in doing. Um, I do like a lot of sewing gadgets, um, but only the ones that really make my sewing process more efficient. I just don't like a gadget just for it being a gadget, but for it to be useful. So I will... um, I would like to put reviews up, and the reviews are going to be my own true reviews. Um, obviously, I, my first episode here, I have zero sponsors, and um, I think that that is the most opportune time for me to really get out there, um, you know, my tried and true experience and opinions on products that you might be interested in and want to know um, who else has used it and what their um, opinions are. So reviews, product reviews, sewing machine reviews. And then in addition to that, since, I mean, I do have a a little collection of sewing machines, but um, I don't have them all. (laughs) So for instance, Janome. I don't own a Janome sewing machine. However, I have sewn on a couple of Janome sewing machines in um, a couple of class um, occasions. And um, But for reviewing the Janome, I want to get someone I know that has a Janome sewing machine and can speak from their own experience in using it. I think that's very valuable because... Um, you know, definitely hands down getting information from a dealer is ideal. It really is. However, from a consumer standpoint, the dealer is there to sell you what they sell. So, you know, they're going to give you all the bells and whistles of what it is that they're selling. So I want to bring you all the bells and whistles plus the cons that of the machines that you may be interested in from experienced opinions by the people who actually use those machines. And I think that, you know, that's how this podcast is going to be a little bit different because, um, you know, I, I want it. I want you to get the information firsthand from the people who are actually using the equipment and whatever else it may be, the gadgets and tools um, that you may be interested in in investing in. And that leads us into the um, the other types of segments that I want to have on this show, which will eventually be guest interviews. My guest interviews are going to be n- not geared towards the celebrity or the corporations. I think that those are very well covered in other shows. And um, my goal is to bring on, you know, just some of the people that I know 
and um, get some kind of real world uh, perspective in the world of sewing, quilting, um, and making. Um, so I'm excited about that. And as the show's title is Make and Decorate, I also will be talking about decorating and um, things that you can make and decorate uh, your home. For example, um, making home deck items like placemats and table runners. Um, I am wanting to design some patterns, and I think my first one that I want to release is going to be of a shower curtain. Uh, so I think that um, that's a shower curtain is a really nice place to start when you're taking on a project that works with a lot of fabric. Uh, and a shower curtain does not require lining like a drapery panel would. So again, I think it's a nice um, way to start before you get full into making a uh, drapery, uh, full-length drapery panel. All right, so I'm going to take a few moments to uh, give you kind of a, some introductory info about me and how I creatively got here. Um, I, I think that making things has been, always been in my DNA since I can remember. I um, did not start sewing as a kid. However, I was around it a little bit. I remember when I was little and my mom um, did have a sewing machine and she did make us um, clothes when I was little, me and my brother. So we had those um, little terry cloth tank top short sets and um, oh, the, those other great fabrics like double knit polyester. So much fun. But um, anyway, that was my first memory of being around sewing and fabrics. And I love, you know, the fabrics so much. I would always try to scoop up the scraps um, of fabric that my mom was working with. And I would hand sew a little, I don't know what they ever ended up being, but just wanted to, like, stitch fabrics together. Um, and then kind of got busy with school. And, you know... It, in my generation, too, uh, just a little side note, um, us Gen Xers um, didn't really, like, get into the sewing scene that much because, you know, in, in the mid-late 80s, it was all about the shopping malls and all about ready-mades. I think that, you know, that was the heyday of it, really, because it was so new and malls were popping up everywhere and... Um, the economy was was great, so um, I, I think that my generation sort of lost touch with that, um, which is kind of a little sad, but um, I'm so happy and excited to see the the generation behind me kind of come up and and make this sort of um, maker. Uh, revolution happen. Um, there's so many people that are like, you know, 10 years younger than me that have really picked up sewing and making and quilting. Um, and it's, it's driving the, um, the pulse of the industry. So back to my first sewing project. 
that didn't happen until I was going into my senior year of college. I stayed at the dorms, and I wanted to make a window treatment. So um, I went to the fabric store, and actually I think it was a pattern with just instructions on how to make this um, contrast-lined swag um, valance. And I made it. And it, it worked out perfectly in my dorm room. I'm so proud of it, and I actually still have it to this day. I, I just can't seem to um, part with it. So it is in my, um, my fabric closet. But um, I guess, like, from that point on, I really kind of had a connection with sewing and knew that I would always revisit it someday. And that actually didn't happen until... Oh, I think it was maybe seven or eight years later. Um, you know, you just get so busy in college and graduate and get out into the workforce for the first time. Um, but then I definitely returned to it because, you know, I I got into um, work that was not creative at all. Um, I was training and selling a real estate accounting software system, um, and uh, very technical and very dry. Um, and I think I was just craving some creativity. So um, I actually um, was deliberating at the time of, I think it was really popular, this book was very popular back then uh, in the late 90s. It was What Color Is Your Parachute?, And, you know, my parachute is the color of creativity. (laughs) So I, um, I went back to school uh, for interior design and, uh, a little bit of what influenced that also was, um, the late nineties were the heyday of Martha Stewart and, um, there were HGTV was just coming into its own, and HGTV is was very different than than it is today. Today HGTV is mostly um, real estate and flipping shows, but back then HGTV was more decorating how tos and DIYs. So um, you know, one of my favorite interior designers um, is Sarah Richardson. She's a Canadian designer, and back then um, she had a TV show where she was actually making things. And um, I mean, I just even to this day um, really follow her kind of closely because I think um, like our color palettes are very similar that we like and um, she's really gotten very posh and elegant and her design business has exploded. I mean, she's got lines of fabric with Kravit and I think she also has a line of paint and definitely has a line of ready-made bedding and soft goods. So... um, But I first saw her when she was, you know, actually making things for the home. And so um, anyway, where was I? (laughs) Oh, design school. So I went back to school and um, have been in the interior design business for the past, what, 18 years now? Um, So... Um, but as it relates to sewing, um, I 
got my first sewing machine, oh, I think it was like in 1999, um, and it was a FAF, and... Oh, and that faff, oh, that's a whole nother story in itself, which I will get to on a later episode when I talk about my sewing machines. Okay, so moving on, um, I got my machine and I really was just sewing patterns, apparel, clothing from, from patterns that I get from the store, try to meddle through the instructions, um, you know, n- not really knowing what the standards seam allowances were, although they, those were posted in the pattern, but the, the techniques on clipping curves and and how to, um, you know, do the techniques that you really need to know in order to make a good-looking garment, um, that's not printed in the patterns. <laughs> so there's there's there was no YouTube, no Craftsy, no blogs. Um, so... I mean, I was just at the um, mercy of of what I could find at the actual um, brick-and-mortar fabric store. Then I uh, changed jobs to um, a retail kind of design sales and, and what later then evolved into soft goods management training and eventually um, general management uh, of a 22,000 square foot store. So I eventually ended up having little to zero personal time for uh, several years and um, got far, far away from sewing of any kind. And in that time, however, I was in um, what you would consider a creative field. It it was really more um, about budgeting and and sales um, than it was. It really took the creativity out of it. Um, So um, I... honestly lost my spark. I mean, when, and and this is with any, I think, job or work, whether it be in a creative field or not, um, whether you like it or not, you could love your job, but if there's not the balance there for you to have to rejuvenate yourself and to, to, um, you know, refuel your um, personal um, creativity tank, then, you know, it's just, you're going to become a zombie. So that's what happened to me. And, um, I finally, uh, you know, backtrack to when I first, um, decided to go back to school for interior design. The main reason why I did that was with the goal that I wanted to work from my home. I wanted to studio design services from my home. And I always knew I wanted to do residential and not commercial design. So um, I finally, um, well, now it's 10 years now, 10 years ago, I decided to finally do it, to make the change, um, got my business um, ID and 
um, started to do my own business for my home. And uh, that's what I've been doing for the past 10 years. And at the same time, I picked up uh, sewing again. I pulled out my old patterns and uh, started to make something and immediately got frustrated because I just didn't know enough to make it through a pattern from start to finish smoothly. And by the way, clothing is a lot more complicated, I think, than any other kind of sewing because you're you're fitting a 3D shape, which is your body. And there are darts, there are curves, there are, you know, easing of fabrics, which means that one fabric is bigger than the other fabric. But when they're sewn together, somehow it all works out if you <laughs> sew it together correctly. So anyway, um, <clears throat> I decided I didn't want to be frustrated, but I was really determined to to get back into to sewing because I just I, I love fabrics. I mean, I have like a huge love of, of textiles and fabrics. Um, so... I found a little shop and that gave classes. I took uh, probably about five classes, and each class, what I loved about this place that was unique was that they would um, teach the class. It was probably like a four-hour class, maybe five, four to five hours, and you could actually make something from start to finish. So by the time you left the class, you would have a pair of pajamas that you made in that class. And with that class, you would have learned certain techniques. So that is what I was all about. I love that kind of, even to this day, I like that kind of um, of curriculum. Because who doesn't who doesn't like you know, going in somewhere with raw materials and coming out with a finished product, product, listen to me, it's like a business project. So yeah. Um, and then, you know, each class, like the first there, there definitely, they required a sewing one-on-one class. So everybody had to start there, even if you did have some sewing experience, which I think was good because even though I could sew a straight line, um, you know, there were things that I needed to learn. Like, don't turn your sewing wheel backwards because that's going to tangle your fat, your threads up in the bobbin area. Uh, so the first class, we made a pillow with a zipper. Um, and uh, the second class I took was making pajama pants. So then you learned how to um, put elastic in and learned how to... Um, do an easy hem on the pajama pants. This was revel. It was a revelation. So before I would painstakingly iron up the hem allowance, trying to be as perfect as I could and would take forever. Well, guess what? All you have to do is sew a basting stitch half the distance of your hem around the perimeter and then you iron that up to that point of the stitching fold it over on itself no measuring other than the fact that you sewed a half inch base stitch all the way around and voila 
done. So from those little handful of classes, I was able to just take off from there. Then I had the basics under my belt and I could actually kind of develop my own experience and take on some projects and and learn as I sewed each one and get better and better. And then um, after I was just sewing clothing and my home deck projects, um, I went into a quilt shop and I was getting fabric for, um, I think it was a home deck project. And I just, um, I up until that point, I hadn't been into too many quilt shops. Um, I think at that point, quilting was intimidating to me. Um, and But I had always, forever since I was a girl, um, had the desire to learn how to quilt. But um, again, like I said, I was intimidated and I did not know anyone who quilted. Um, my first experience with a quilt was, um, as a kid, my grandmother made me a quilt for my bed and, um, she didn't live near me and, um, she passed when I was in college. So, um, it's unfortunate because I think that had she lived closer and, um, you know, I had more time with her, I'm sure that I would have um, picked it up and learned it um, much sooner than I had. But it was inevitable. So, um, you know, no regrets, because I eventually did find quilting, and I love it. So um, uh, the quilt that my grandmother made for me, by the way, um, Victoria Finlay Wolf would love this, because the 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 top of the quilt, um, the 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 field fabric was uh, double knit polyester in like a melon coral color. And um, there were these holly, what I called holly hobbies, appliqued um, uh, all over the top of the quilt. But um, I later found out when I did start quilting that those were actually called sunbonnet sues. Um, but, you know, when I was a kid the the thing at the time was holly hobby that was the really popular um thing um uh, going on at that time so anyway um i always remember that quilt and on the back of that quilt was a beautiful cotton and it was um a purple uh floral uh purple and green it was beautiful and um i really loved that quilt so um, fast forward, I'm in, t- in this quilt shop and getting my fabric and she's asking me what I'm going to make with it. And I tell her and I'm looking around the shop and it's just, it's so vibrant and beautiful with all the fabrics everywhere. And then they have their, um, quilt samples hanging from the walls, um, and off of the fabric racks. And I just said longingly, oh, I would just, I would love to learn how to quilt. And she's like, oh, well, what do you sew? I said, I sew mostly apparel. And then she started laughing a little bit. She's like, if you can sew apparel, you can definitely learn how to quilt. Um, Because she's like, it's mostly sewing a straight line rather than curves. So I'm glad she said that because that was what I needed to actually, you know, seek it out and and find a quilting class. So um, I did take one um, quilt beginning quilting class from a local quilt shop um, 
and and from that time on, that was back in what um, twenty ten, is when I took that class. Um, but I didn't really do anything with quilting for at least another three years, and um, I think it's really because that class was only how to make the quilt top. So I didn't know what to do with it afterwards. I mean, I kind of knew there was a batting in the middle and the backing fabric, but I just had no idea on how to put it together. So I, I really like when I see quilt classes offered where it's the entire process of making a quilt because I think it's so important to you know, capture the interest and the confidence for a new person to be able to make a quilt from start to end. And and the, and the actual quilting does not have to be fancy. I mean, if I would have just learned how to outline that one nine block quilt that was our project in our quilt 101 class, I mean, that would have been great. So, um, but anyway, it took me a little while to kind of um, get the um, courage to to try to figure out how to put the rest of it together. So the rest of the quilting process um, was I mainly self-taught. And along with that, um, I really learned a lot from the Craftsy platform. I have taken um, Jackie Gehring's machine quilting class, Angela Walters, Leah Day, um, who else? Um... There's there's a quite a few where I've learned, um, you know, because um, I didn't know how to do the binding yet um, and kind of um, got that all figured out just from online courses like that. And um, ever since then, I've been trying new things and learning, learning and learning. So. Um, and you get better if the more that you sew, the more that you quilt, the more that you just do it, the better you become. Uh, so I have just fully immersed myself in, um, making things, um, making not only quilts, but I still, I still like to make some clothing here and there. And, um, in fact, for an upcoming um, vacation trip, my husband, um, wants me to make him some more pajama pants. And, um, don't you just love custom pajama pants? Ones that are not going to shrink up to like above your ankles when you wash them for the first time. Um, and in, in a fabric that you love, that's different than anything else that's out there. Um, so I'll be making our pajama pants and I'm going to be making a, a large, uh, kind of tote travel bag as well. Um, and then home deck, I've got, um, some home deck items on the, on the schedule. I need to make some, um, napkins, fabric napkins and placemats for, um, our, for outdoor. And, um, oh, I've just got the list goes on and on and on. I've got so many things to make. So yeah, I think that brings us up to date um, with my creative background, um, other than uh, probably about a year or so ago, I was really trying to figure out how I could incorporate um, my design business into a maker business, um, 
you know, because I, I still do love interior design a lot. And um, I do still offer um, that service, but um, transitioning it more to an affordable market and um, even kind of blending it in with um, those who kind of want to do some of it on their own and but still need the guidance and consultation of and the know-how of how to put it all together. By the time I post this episode, I should have my uh, redesigned website up and running. You can visit the um, podcast show notes, blog, and my website uh, for design at stephaniesochadesign.com. And um, I do also think the link from the podcast uh, domain, makeanddecorate.com, will also take you there. Um, so visit my website and give me um, feedback, uh, questions, or comments that you may have on the show. I'm so glad you joined me today, and I'm really looking forward to uh, creating more episodes of this podcast and and to meeting you and hearing from you and really fostering this great community that we have as makers, quilters, and sewists. So please subscribe if you liked uh, this episode. There will be more to come, and I am looking forward to hearing from you and to bringing on some um, very interesting guests and topics that uh, we'll all enjoy and be able to learn from each other. And remember, cut your fabric and make something. Thanks for listening to Make and Decorate. You can find me at stephaniesochadesign.com or on Instagram at stephanie.socha.design. Have a good one.